You are listening to Houndstooth Heroes, a fully integrated sports machine. This is your Iron Bowl hate edition. A couple of housekeeping matters before we get started. You can listen to us on SoundCloud at Houndstooth Heroes. Thank you to the mothership Roll Bama Roll for allowing us to be their most unofficial podcast. You can find us and subscribe on iTunes or on our Facebook page or on Twitter at H2th Heroes. General reminder, you may purchase a fancy Houndstooth Heroes t-shirt by emailing us $22 to uh, PayPal at houndstoothheroes at gmail.com. Come for the fly as sticker. The t-shirt has a pocket. It is fantastic and soft to the touch. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my good friend, my co-host, Ellis Metz. Tell me how you're doing, Ellis Metz. Well, horrible as usual. Do tell. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, so obviously my diet game is going strong. Right, right, and, right. Uh, I've been prepping the house for 14 folks, three dogs, and two babies coming to town. I'd rather shoot myself in the head. It's going to be uh, an adventure. Yeah, exactly. What's horrible there? Oh, dude. Okay, well, all right. Two things. Number one, the snowbirds. If you don't know me, I live in Orange Beach, Alabama, and we have snowbirds every 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 winter. And this is the week they arrive. Now, mm. it's in addition to their general surly disposition, I also have a dog that freaks out every time somebody uh, comes down the hallway. So every time a snowbird comes with their thousands of goods rolling down the hallway, I have a barking dog. So that's a constant situation in my life. But more importantly, I am dealing with my barn hate index. Oh, bruh. Dude, I, it's, it's, I deal with this every year. It's a disaster. All right, right now I'm sitting on about a 7 out of 10. But as anybody knows, a man does not want to peak too soon. Right. So I'm trying to maintain, yeah, so I'm trying to maintain, you know, a 7, 8. Nobody likes, you know, nobody likes somebody who's going to, you know, just, just going to blow it all out just in a matter of minutes. And, you know, I've, I've already, you know, then you're already, then what do you do after that? So I'm trying to maintain, I would like to peak simultaneously with my tide partners, but that's virtually impossible. But nevertheless... It's a goal. Uh, so I'm working towards the 10 as we move into Saturday, but maintenance is a bitch at this point. I'm not even sure I can touch that one. I hear you. I hear Good you. luck with it, though. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. It never, it never works out like you planned. <laughs> uh, next thing you got, uh, we got uh, the third, well, is it, I guess it's the fourth edition of the college football playoff rankings are coming out tonight. Uh, do we hit, This is uh, Tuesday, by the way. Uh, do we expect any changes considering the dismantling of Charleston Southern? Uh, I don't see it hurting us, certainly, and I don't see it uh, vaulting us over Clemson, so I imagine one and two are the same. The good news slash greatest news ever, ever. Uh, is the Ohio State Buckeye loss from Saturday. Yeah, it, op it opens the door for a lot of people. Uh, Sparty that beat Ohio State mm -hmm. in glorious fashion. Um, Iowa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Thoughts, predictions, where you at? It's hard to say. They may move Iowa up just so when Ohio State beats them later, it'll make them look they better. love some Iowa. Well, you do? No, they do. The they do. They definitely do. It's absurd. Yeah. Sparty's yeah. lost to Nebraska is so brutal. Yeah, it is. but they do. But they, Oregon's coming on. So that, that whenever Oregon's looking good. So uh, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, things we did. Uh, speaking of seeing things, we saw the Char we saw the Crimson Tide dismantle Charleston Southern. Uh, tell me what you hated. I mean, there's nothing to hate, and that's what I hate. 
Uh-huh. Uh, they got the one pass and scored, which was disappointing. Uh, but boy, it was just a complete dismantling, literally from the opening kickoff on. Right, yeah. I mean, I, the only thing I can hate is, I mean, I hated that Derrick Henry stayed in the game as long as he did. Yes. I know I, I know it was just nine carries, and he got, uh, I believe it was 69 yards, which, you know, it's nice. But um, every time he touched the ball, I had a fear seizure. Um, I was convinced he was going to break an ankle. That's, that's a graphic description. Yeah, you just kind of had to tense up and then relax the minute he started to get up like a normal person. Exactly. Uh, and I guess the only other thing is the uh, at Coker Deep ball that we've spoken of many times here on the program just isn't accurate. Just isn't accurate at all. No, I love the game plan. We've done this in years past where we don't really know if our quarterback can hit the deep ball, so when we have a game like this, we just try it like 30 yeah. times. Um and he didn't have really any success in any of those 30 tries. Not so much. Not really at not all. Not so much. Uh, but there are lots of things to not hate. Let me. While we're on the Coker deep ball yeah. phenomenon, though, here's a question that has just sprung into my mind. Could it be a crimson white curse? Do tell. I, there was, as we mentioned on last week's show, there was a, uh, an article run in the student newspaper about Coker deep ball and at Coker Deep Ball parody Twitter account, mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm curious. Maybe they curse the whole thing. You think it's like Sports Illustrated at this point? Maybe so, except with parody Twitter accounts and actual college uh-huh. players. They are wielding that kind of power. Maybe so. The hall. Where I don't even know where they are now. They used to be. I think they tore that building down. No, oh, they did tear that building down. Yeah, um, I was going to name it, but I don't know what it's called anymore. Uh, that, little, that little building down the ditch in front of the stadium, but I don't know what it is. Where they are now. It's a uh, hard yeah. place to pu- publish a newspaper, but they make it work. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, things we didn't hate. you got to start with, <coughs> in addition <coughs> to beer going down the wrong, the wrong pipe, you can also not hate uh, Cyrus Jones, yeah? Cyrus Jones moved up uh, to the grown-up table this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the only, I guess, first tied player in history with two punt returns for a touchdown in a game. Uh, which is pretty amazing considering our long history yeah. and considering we had one David Palmer on the team. Yes. Uh, and that makes three punt returns over the last two games for him. So yeah. he is hitting his stride. Not bad. Uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, like, you know, I, I, I mentioned I had a fear seizure, but uh, he still did average over seven yards a carry, two touchdowns, tied himself with Trent Richardson for the most touchdowns ever by University of Alabama running back. And considering the history of that position at this program, not a bad position to find yourself in. Fully agreed. And, you know, last week, being the prophets we are, I uh, voiced a concern that I was worried this game would tarnish his Heisman hopes. But I actually don't think it did. I mean, he made the most out of the time that he got on the field. Yeah. I mean, I've looked at the uh, odds because if I'm anything, I'm a gambling man. And he is uh, far and away. Uh, the Heisman favorite at this point. I believe the odds are two to five. Oh, wow. uh, and so, and everybody else is, you know, you make money on it. With with him, you lose money uh, making that bet. So, yeah. You know. um, Baker Mayfield had started to make a charge there. Your boy. I listened to last week's show, which I don't always do, and you really love you some Baker Mayfield. I love, I love some Baker Mayfield dance moves. I like anybody that can shake that ass. Okay, that's true. I, I've known that about you for a long time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he is suffering from a concussion, I believe. He had some sort of... Oh, he... he, he uh, dude. Oh, he I haven't seen that, the hit. Oh, my. 
he, he got himself hit and got himself hit hard up in the, up in the noggin. Uh, the other player was ejected and rightfully oh, so. I'm not okay. big on the targeting call, yes. but this was the definition of the targeting call and why a guy needs to be uh, shown the door. Okay, well, that's a shame. Um, uh, we'll see if he plays next week. I think they haven't said yet. I would probably not hold my breath. Well, I, I've been, because, you know, I love from Baker Mayfield. And he is, I, I, they have not said the word, but I think the word is what they're saying is probable. Uh, you know, he's he's saying he's not had any headaches. He's uh, he's feeling okay. So, um, you know, I'd be shocked and amazed if he does not play against Oklahoma State. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, back to Alabama running backs. Yes. Something I love much more than Baker Mayfield. We finally got a solid glimpse at the man-child that is Bo Scarborough Saturday. Yes, and it was delightful. And Damon Harris got some play as well, mm. but I want to focus on Bo Scarborough because uh, here's the thing about Bo Scarborough. We've always heard the whispers of the greatness mm. of Bo Scarborough. You know, he was destroying fools on the scout team. It's like he was a big flex, like something something you hear about but never see. It's like he uh, played uh, for Tennessee. You always yeah. hear those whispers. <laughs> never see it. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, he's been like a Bigfoot and he's the legend of Bo Scarborough, but you know, he's always just been in mop-up duty. I'm sorry, I'm having to beat my dog here in a second. Um, he's wanting to attack everything in the room. Like uh, but that you hear the legend of Bo Scarborough, he's only been in mop-up duty, so you don't know that any of it's true. Well, I tend to believe it's true after this game. Now, granted, the competition wasn't the strongest. But he looked like every bit the man-child that he is. Yeah, it, you could tell just from the minute the ball was snapped that his speed getting to the line, uh, kind of his vision getting downfield, it was just a really impressive outing for the freshman. I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into the Iron Bowl, which I guess is uh, an important part of the uh, program, uh, we're going to give the people what they really want, mm-hmm. uh, which is a quick look. At Tide Shooty Hoops. Ooh, the Shooty Hoops. Oh, you know it, My favorite sport. It is your favorite sport. I know how you love it, so. Uh, Your Tide took on Louisiana Lafayette, and uh, the Tide scored 105 basketball points to Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns 93 basketball points with three players each scoring 18 points. The first Tide effort over 100 points in 10 years. Uh, and as, as Coach Johnson pointed out, look, this was a team effort, uh, and it's going to take that this year um, for us to have any chance of winning. We don't have a 30-point score. Uh, so, you know, it's going to take everybody firing on all cylinders to win. Nevertheless, Lafayette is a Sunbelt Conference favorite. Uh, you know, that includes UT Arlington in that conference. Ooh. who have just recently beat – well, you know, we laugh, but they just recently went to Ohio State and Memphis and won both of them. Wow. So, Maybe this conference isn't, uh, you know, the big laugher that we think it is. Man, we just got even better learning that Ohio State lost two games this in, past in week. One, uh, but I will say, what little I know about the hoops, uh, who am I kidding? Everybody turns into here. Uh, these hot, shooty hoops takes. Uh-huh. Uh, getting 105 points without having a player reach 20 points individually is quite a feat. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. kind of underlies the team effort thing and uh, gives gives hope for down the road. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of down the road, you're tied next head to Orlando, 
to play Xavier, the Musketeers, in the Avocare Invitational on Thursday night. Xavier uh, was a Sweet 16 team last year, but guys got to replace their starting point guard and their top big man. But they're one of those teams that are there every year, so you have every confidence that they will. So you got to think uh, it's going to be a challenge for your Tide. Uh, if we win or keep it close, team could be, you know, could meet or exceed ex- expectations. If we perform like we did against Dayton, this could be a long-ass year. Yeah, i got to say, I'm not putting my money on the Tide. We know how responsible I am with my uh, picks, with my monies. <laughs> yeah. But I hate a Xavier, so I'm yes. going to be tuned in and full of hate. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, drum roll, please. Let the hate flow through you. Let's Ooh. take a look. Did you hear that? I did. That was the hate. It gurgling right through you. (laughs) Yes. Do you hate Auburn? Let me just tell you. Uh I hate Auburn for average. I hate Auburn for power. I hate Auburn currently, historically, latently, patently, generally, specifically, jointly, and severally. If hating Auburn were oil, I'd be Saudi Arabia. That said, do we hate them more than Tennessee? No. And that bothers the hell out of them, and I don't know why. I don't know why you need to be hated. You don't want to be. You want to be hated so much. I'm sorry. I'm losing my. I'm losing my train of thought. I might need an asthma inhaler. Oh no! <sighs> look, if they, if they decided they wanted to hate Georgia more than us, I wouldn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. But here we are. They're real pissy that we hate Tennessee more than them, and so it's their inferiority complex strikes again. So I hate them for that. I hate them for Cam. I hate him because he got paid. I hate them because Nick Fairley should be in prison. I don't particularly care that Cam got paid. Their their refusal to acknowledge that they even had a bad set of facts makes me hate them even more. And finally, I hate them because nobody looks good in orange. Mm. Well, my hate hate index is now at a a 10. Yeah, I need a a rag clean up on Isle Tide. (laughs) That's graphic. Uh, How about yourself, pal? What are your thoughts on the Auburn Tigers? Well, let me start by saying you're exactly right. They are our second biggest rival, and anybody who says otherwise is new money. Uh huh. Um, Nick Fairley should be in prison. He might be. I haven't checked up on him lately. Who knows? I used to have a friend who would send me his mugshot every morning he spent in jail in Mobile, which was more often than you would believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to pay homage with my hate because a friend of the program and fellow, what's the word, groomsman with my co-host here, Whit Kelly, uh, found out, and this this goes back to my Crimson White thoughts earlier, uh, was going down his Twitter feed this week and there uh, he's found a picture of himself as a child on the front page of the Crimson White. Uh, Whit is not a what you would call or was not what you would call a spelt child. Ah, yeah. He's a fit bro now. Yes, yeah, he is a very fit bro. Now. At the time, pudgier and pastier. Uh-huh. And there is a picture on the front page of Pudgy Wit with his grandfather because his grandfather has been to 58 straight games. Uh, he took Wit's mom to 43 of those, so they've got a, a strong family tradition going. And in the article, Grandpa Overton was quoted as saying, I hate to go to Auburn because I don't like their stadium, I don't like their people who direct traffic, I don't like their parking facilities, and I don't like anything they do over there. And you know, that really just sums up my feelings. I couldn't say it any better. I have never been to Auburn and have zero plans to go to Auburn because there's nothing I want to see there. Roll doughy wit. <laughs> there you go. Roll <laughs> doughy wit. It is. I, too, have never been to Auburn. I keep... 
asking people because I kind of want to go, man. I, I wouldn't. I mean, not that I want to go. I'd go, you know. But I keep so I keep asking, you know, random barn bros that I know. Hey, can you find me a ticket? Well, apparently they're you know made of solid gold, so no, none of them can seem to conjure up a ticket. So hey, if any of you heroes out there have a ticket you want to give a bro, I'd be down for the I'd be down for that role. Oh, uh, but uh, you know, here we are. But yeah, uh, real couple of quick things once we before we get to uh, the closest thing we do to X's and O's. Um, the Gus Bus has been saying some things this week. Yes, he has. Uh, this is in. Relation to last year's game, uh, I'll remind you that we won that game 55-44. to 44. And uh, Gus's quote is, we let him off the hook last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that I mean? mean I, all right, so I don't, okay, we, all I can come up with is what he's talking about because he is a riddle wrapped in a mystery, uh, is that we held them to field goals instead of touchdowns. Well, that's how football works. That's how defense works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not real sure, you know, if 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 they're allowing us to score more points than they scored, is letting them off the hook. Well, I suppose it's true. We did then in that case. Yeah, it's basically saying we only lost because those guys scored more points than us. Gosh, and that hardly ever happens. <laughs> um, real quick, the smack talk's been going on this week. Yeah, we need to address this. What do you? Okay, I'll give you the facts about what I'll give the folks the facts of what happened and. You can uh, give me some blazing hot takes. I need to put a mitt on for. Uh, they're wa- okay. We I can't remember who it was. One of our DVs said their wide receivers are fine. They just don't seem all that good. And uh, yeah, were, this was like, Cyrus Jones. Okay, and yeah. the quote was, "They ain't nothing special." Yeah, and then we got Ryan Kelly, mm-hmm. our center, saying he doesn't know who Carl Carl Lawson is. Who, frank, quite frankly, Carl Lawson is the only player on their team who could play on our team. He was the only player I know on their team. Well, I guess right, I know right. they're hilarious quarterbacks. Right, yeah, those uh, Heisman Trophy uh, favorites. Uh, so what do, we, what, do we, what do we think? What do I take? What do we I've, g- I've gone back and forth on this, and my initial response was one of hating our team for kind of stooping to that level. But, you know, I, I'm starting. It's grown on me. I like it a lot now. Uh, hey. This is a rivalry game, despite being our second biggest rival. I would love if they talk smack about Tennessee, but uh, right. it's a rivalry game. We hate them. I, I really admire Ryan Kelly's uh, style a lot more than Cyrus's. Cyrus is guaranteed to make a bulletin over there. They're probably just embarrassed that Ryan Kelly doesn't know who Carl Lawson is or might not know who Carl Lawson is. Yeah. Um... I am not a fan of giving anybody any ammunition on anything. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of not just in sports, in life. I just don't, I'm not going to give you anything to, to, to work with. Uh, so I hate it. I'd rather everybody just shut up, be smug, look at them like the trash they are, and go in there and beat them by 40. Uh, but here we are. I will say... I think I think I think the team is motivated. I mm-hmm. I think it, I think they mean every bit of it. I think they have every intent of going in there and destroying the Auburn Tigers. Now, having said that, I I like I said, I don't want to give anybody any motivation. Uh, you know, they're downtrodden. They need to stay that way. Uh, and this, you know, I don't want them thinking, well, we got something to prove. So, yeah, and and I'm sure we'll touch on this both with our picks later. But it, you hate an Auburn team with nothing to lose. 
Exactly. And just stoking that motivation doesn't seem wise. Right, exactly. All right. Well, let's get some things to consider about the actual game. Number one, how and will Auburn score football points? It's going to be difficult. Uh, they are near yeah. the bottom in the country in passing, and anyone who has tried to watch Jeremy Johnson, really, or Sean White uh, this season understands why. And real quickly before we go, before you go on, uh, Gus has not – well, I'm sure he has – but he has not revealed a starter, saying he does, oh, does good. not know. Good. Um, I think in the past few weeks he's been starting White and kind of bringing in Jeremy Johnson for some situational opportunities. White, uh, is, White becomes just too horrible to look to gaze upon. Yeah, and, and that strategy, frankly, hasn't worked any better than just sticking with one. Right, exactly. So uh, passing, this would be bad at. So uh, running the ball, maybe they'll do that. Well, I doubt it. Nobody has yet. I have no reason uh, to see why Auburn would be any different. I heard for the first time this week their running backs' names. Apparently they have like eight. Oh. Somebody named Rock, which I'm sure won't surprise you. Right, of course. And that's about all I know. If you hear the growling in the background, it is the uh, the dog that I warned you about being ever vigilant about the snowbirds. Snowbirds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, let's look at some stats to uh, find out whether we believe Auburn is going to score. Um, their offensive output, output, I believe, is, um, well, let's see, it's 10th in the conference. Mm. Tenth. Yes, they are behind Florida, but yet have moved ahead of Vanderbilt, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Missouri. Offensive juggernauts all. Those teams just can't score. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, and Jeremy Johnson is the only on the leaderboard, if you want to call it that. Jeremy Johnson's last on it. Uh, with 88 yards per game passing, and Sean White didn't make the leaderboard. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Okay, yeah, I know. So maybe that. So 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 passing seems out. Um, running the ball, uh, they have been successful somewhat running the ball this year, averaging 191 yards per game. Uh, but frankly, I don't know that anybody has reached their average uh, against the Alabama front seven. No, I mean we've all year seen uh, teams come in that were riding a high on the run, on the ground, and we've put it into that PDQ. Right. Uh, so I guess at least uh, looking at the intangibles, magic and voodoo. Uh, they probably have us there. They do have us on magic with voodoo. Uh, trick plays. Uh, today, tinfoil hat uh, uh, Gus Bus was afraid that we were going to steal their tin, their, their, Trick plays from them somehow. He came out and I said that the press. Yeah, it, it happened just it happened, it happened just a couple hours ago. Uh, apparently, he is terrified that we are going to somehow steal their plays. Uh, I'm not sure how or I, 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 he didn't really lay out the mechanism with which right, we right. steal those plays, but that is nevertheless a concern. Uh, so it's good to know he did make his tenfold hat fitting this week. Uh huh. He's focused on the right things. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I guess we can go ahead and look at the times when we have the ball. I like those times. Uh, currently Auburn's rushing D is 11th in the conference. So there's that. So there's that. Uh, I suspect Derrick Henry will be fed the rock many, many times. So you're saying that, that maybe, maybe they can stop the pass. Surely they can stop the pass. Uh, well, see, they're also 10th in the, in the conference in passing D. So they can't do that either. So, 
that's not that's a big no also uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so. Uh, come to find out in doing this research that this version of the Auburn Tigers has the 13th worst overall defense in the SEC and averages an astounding hilarious 411 yards per game now there's four I mean, it happens so fast I never can tell there's 14 teams in the conference correct right right and they're 13. They are second from the bottom. I can not even imagine who has a worse defense than that. So you're saying that's bad? It's not good. It's okay, not good. good. I will say this. I have watched them on a time or two. This is not the Auburn defense of old allowing, 400, I mean, allowing 45 points a game. Uh, they held A&M to 10 points at College Station. Uh, Georgia only got 20. Granted, it's without Nick Chubb, but they only got 20. And Georgia's not a – you know, that's – that's something, I suppose. Arkansas, however, ran all over them. Uh, but they have shown the ability recently to sort of hit the run gap pretty well. So, you know, they're only, if, if I had to, you know, conjure up some uh, method of success, it would be continue to hit the run gaps on defense very well and somehow get some pressure on Jake Coker with Carl Lawson. If they do that, the game could be closer than advertised. That's true. And, Really, one big part of it that I've seen watching the little of their action I have is it seems like if you let their defense kind of hang around without sufficiently humiliating them early, they sort of gain confidence throughout the day and sort of start to feel like they can stop whatever you want to try. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you come out hard the way Leonard Fournette did, uh, they just get sloppier and sloppier and more and more desperate, and we will have a big old time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of big old times, your tide checks in at seventh overall in, in the conference in offense, uh, averaging 418 yards a game, 5.7 yards per play. Uh, seventh is sort of a misnomer because there's a bunch of teams bunched up together. Uh, you know, if, if Alabama had 10 more yards total on the whole year, they'd be fifth. So, you know, fifth out of 14, I'll take. Seventh out of 14, frankly, I'll take. Uh, so, uh, you know, if this tide offense performs as it has on the road, uh, this should be uh, they should be able to move the ball pretty successfully. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a hot take on those yeah. rankings. I didn't know that. But speaking of hot takes, the Uh-oh. reason everybody shows Uh-oh. up for the podcast, and you know what I'm talking about, the LSMS Weekly. Uh, what are those? What are those? It's such a simple question. Who you got, brother? What are those? Who you it's, got? It's such an anticipated answer. This week was easy, and any of you. Uh, who tune in to any other games outside the SEC, like the the two of you, Dad, David, uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. Those god-awful Notre Dame Irish green, weirdly scripted jerseys. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I think uh-huh. they called them uh, like a Shamrock jersey or a Lucky Charms jersey, something. They're magically delicious. They uh, Yeah, they were... Magically delicious to my dog who was eating up my throw-up. Wow, that's graphic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, what did you think? You saw these? Well, okay, here's my problem with them. Yes, all right. I will give them the blue and gold. It's sort of attractive as much sure, as I think. Yeah, it's, it's a classic look. Makes you want to throw up in my mouth just saying it, but it's not. But nevertheless, the green, man, yeah, it's, it's horrific. And then when you add to that, the script across the chest, mm. so it, it, where it's, it looks like it's written like a 12-year-old girl's love note would be written. It's absurd. I was, uh, so, I was yeah, I mean, I, I'm down with you on your weekly selection of what are those. 
It was nice that they dotted the I in Iris with a heart, wasn't it? Adorable. Just like a lucky charm. What are those? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, we're going to move along to the picks this week, including our hate of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Uh-huh. That was brisk and staccato-like. I felt pretty um, good about that. We do have, look, we got a lot of big games this week that not only in the conference, but out of the conference that could ultimately end up impacting the tide and where they stand in the college football playoff scenario. So we're not just going to hate regionally. We're going to hate nationally this Ooh. week. You want to do some hating? We are expanding our hate footprint. <coughs> exactly. Uh, so starting off, we have the battle over the Palmetto uh-huh. State. Uh, just go with that. If, Unless you're a Jason Isbell fan, then you know him as the Iodine State. Oh, nicely done. Good plug. Uh-huh. Uh, friend of the program, Jason Isbell, that is. Friend of the program, Jason Isbell, Obviously. who may or may not have gay bar karaoke with one or both of those. That, that is, may or may not have is the right way to put that. <laughs> uh, so, starting off, Clemson, number one in the country, Clemson, which just sounds so weird to say. So bizarre. So bizarre. Uh, is in Columbia, 17 and a half point faves. Who you hate? I am hating on the Cox. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't even go, need to go any further. Clemson is wrecking pools. Carolina can't do anything. No, and it would be hilarious because Carolina is uh, claimants to maybe the most bizarre win of the season uh, when their poor, pitiful football team beat UNC earlier this year. Maybe the first week of the season. Yeah, first week uh, out. I still don't know how that happened. Yeah, nobody can explain it, but would be totally hilarious if they managed to knock off the top two teams in the ACC this year. Would uh, make me hard. That said, they are a historically bad SEC team, and yep. I don't see them having a hope. Yep. Uh, laugh of the week, Ohio State Buckeyes are <laughs> getting two points as they travel to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. Who you hate, bro? You know, this game, uh, after that hilarious ending, had two just really wonderful uh, kind of, I guess, player quotes, we'll just say, after the game. Uh, One, Ezekiel Elliott, the running back for Ohio State, went off on Urban Meyer's play calling, said that he had fussed at him on the sideline, and just didn't like the way his coach had managed the game. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh, More entertaining, however, was (laughs) the Sparty kicker. I believe the guy's last name is Geiger. Mm-hmm. And you could just see in his pictures, if you're watching that game, he just looked like a hashtag kicker with swag. And you know how we feel about that on this you show. You hate a kicker with swag. Hate it. But he stepped up, made the kick, and then told Sparty Radio after the game, that was the biggest moment of my life, and I effing nailed it. Only he didn't say effing. He didn't say effing. <laughs> so <laughs> props to that guy. On, on the game at hand here... Um, I think Ohio State comes back with a little more energy. I think they probably give Ezekiel Elliott the ball like 50 times. Mm-hmm. And I think Michigan probably comes out early and then can't quite hold on. They, they hit that hate too hard, yeah. as we've discussed. So I like Ohio State here to cover and win straight up. How about you? I, right, straight up with you. Uh, Michigan, is, Michigan is missing at least two, maybe three of their defensive linemen. Uh, or their starting defensive lineman. So it's just set up for Ohio State to run the ball all over them. Mm-hmm. So if you're a betting man, and I know none of you are, uh, I would be all over Ohio State in this game. And we're certainly the guys you want to listen to on that. Exactly. So Michigan wins by 40. Yeah. All right, Vandy, 
uh, travels to your Tennessee Volunteers, where Vandy is getting 17 points in Knox Vegas. Who do you hate, brother? Oh, man, my two favorite SEC teams. I know, I know. <laughs> this one's tough for me, uh, especially without former Maryville Rebel Pat Robinette playing. With the perfect ACT score. Perfect ACT score, Pat Robinette. Uh, <sighs> Vandy had a good chance to win this game, to win a game last week, and managed to squander that. For some reason, Vegas has seemed to have a decent little bead on Tennessee and seems to know when they're going to win big and when they win tight, minus last week's Mizzou outing, mm-hmm. uh, for no other reason really than how big the line is. I'm hating Vandy and going ball. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, you took the words out of my mouth. A&M was the game that they had the shot to win. Yeah. And uh, I, like a fool, uh, place uh, monies on Vandy. I don't know, you know, placing money on Vandy is something you should never, should never emerge out of your mouth. But here we are. Not only did I, am I saying it, I did it. And uh, the results, of course, ended up with uh, Vandy losing by 25 points. So with that in mind, I think, yeah, they had their shot. They missed their shot. Vol runs them out of the stadium. Uh, yeah. no and, and while we're on that game last week, can we talk about there needs to be some sort of SEC rule that bans A&M fans from travel. Right. Uh, they just right. occupied all of downtown Nashville last weekend. They did their midnight yell at some bar where I imagine nobody had any drinks. And I'm right. totally right. not sarcastic there. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, I don't understand a midnight yell practice anyway. Agreed. If you don't know it by now, stop practicing. You're not going to learn it. Why you <laughs> practice them? You do every week. I mean, yeah. I mean, There's lots of things I do every week, and I'm not going to talk about what they are, but I don't need to practice them. Thank you. Uh, yeah, slow learners over there, I guess is all you can say. <laughs> exactly. All right, who we got next? Uh, next, we have the Egg Bowl. And an interesting line, the, the I'll say 131st Egg Bowl, sure, okay. uh, is, is in Starkville this weekend, where the frozen land bears are one point faves against the cowbells who you hate god i'm gonna hate the rebs uh and i don't really have a reason uh mississippi state won at arkansas uh when i didn't expect them to this one's at home i i don't i i'm just because it's it's a one point game it's a pick them i'm taking move because it's at home that's the only reason i have no idea this game never is always weird it's never the team that's supposed to win never wins. Yeah. Home team never wins. You said I don't know. Uh, I would I would not even come close to this game if I if I were wagering. Not I in a hundred years. <coughs> in hundred and thirty one years to be. What about yourself? Scientific. Uh, I am gonna join you in hating the Rebs. It pains me to do it. I hate a Starkville so much. You know I do. But it, other than Alabama, Ole Miss just can't seem to win a game that they're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know. They, they're playing well and could very well beat Muyu by 40, yeah. but I, I see him tripping up, and it's such a weird game historically, like you said, so, yeah, hating the reps. Right. All right, traveling again to the uh, the conference that, 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 that football forgot, uh, well, defense forgot. Oh, uh, Baylor travels to Fort Worth to play the, t- the TCU Horned Frogs. Baylor is a one-and-a-half-point one favorite in Fort Worth. Who you hate? Yeah, I tried to watch some Big 12 football last weekend, and it's I just have never disagreed with the philosophy so much 
uh, it makes Donald Trump look sensible. Yeah, we, I don't understand anything about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, okay, here's what I was, you watch it and you see the pass and you see the interception right there. You see it unfolding before your eyes, but they just don't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you can make a play on the ball. They choose not to. And I don't understand this, this conference at all. They can't stop the pass. They can't stop the run. It's literally just, all right, go ahead and score. Give us the ball back and we'll go do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, it's if painful you, to watch. I will not be watching this game. No, but you you must pick it nevertheless. Who you got? I'm gonna hate TCU. I think Baylor's maybe more talented. Who cares? Yeah, I know. Same thing. I'm hating on TCU mostly because I I don't Trayvon Boykin. I think is still out. I don't know that he's coming back. And I know that receiver whose name I don't recall, but he was their primary receiver is out for sure. Uh, so with that in mind, I think Baylor goes to Fort Worth and wins. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next up, another rivalry game, as it is rivalry week. Mm-hmm. And the FSU criminals are two-point faves in the Gainesville Swamp. Who you hate? Well, man, if you watched the Gator game last week, <laughs> Florida Atlantic, me. Florida International, I don't know which one it was. One of those. One of those. One of those. It was the Howard Schnellenberger, Florida Atlantic. Okay, that that team, if you they took them to overtime, and I you have to think that you bounce back from that. I I, I don't know that for a fact, uh, but with just with that, I know Gator can't score, uh, but I'm gonna suggest that Gator covers that too. Wow! And I'm gonna hate on the Knolls. Wow, about that's that's probably the wise pick because I'm fully feeling the Knolls here. Are you? Uh, I don't think they're great. I'll tell you what I didn't love, and it's hard for me to complain about Coach McElwain, but did you see his uh, on-the-field post-game interview? Uh, maybe. His team had just beaten FAU by one broken-up pass play, and he said something like, what a great show it was, we sold a lot of popcorn, and hey, we're 10-0, aren't we? And oh. he was smiling and just kind of jolly, and it, it was really unsaving-like. That's- and I didn't like it. No, I don't care for that not a little bit. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hate the Gators just because of what I saw last week. All right, fair enough. Like I said, I, I would stay away from this game if, if, you know, if, if at all possible, and it is possible. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I have no idea either. Uh, the interesting game of the week, as it mm-hmm. turns out. Uh, your, your favorite travelers, uh, the Texas A&M, uh, whatever they are, are getting five points and LSU, uh, where one less miles is sitting directly upon a hot seat. It is the dumbest hot seat I've seen since I put an iron on my seat and sat on it. This is the worst. That is the worst thing you've ever said. I know. I didn't. <laughs> Sometimes my mouth just starts moving and my mind's not really caught up yet. So often that's the case. Uh-huh. Um, um, you know, look, I mean, it's the dumbest. I mean, it's people with more money than, than sense. Um, you know, LSU, and I think I brought this up last year, last week. LSU for 40 years was a pile of garbage. Right. You know, Bill Arnsbarger and Mike Archer and and Jerry DiNardo. and get DiNardo. Yeah, just a Hall of Fame of trash. And suddenly he rolls in and Saban rolls in. Saban rolls in. And now they think they're entitled to be world beaters all the time. When, frankly, less is 
record for the past five years is better than Saban's at LSU. So, now granted, it's two different situations, and, you know, Les rolled into a much better situation yes. Saban rolled into. But, nevertheless, um, Les, is, Les is doing just fine outside of being, you know, not being able to beat Saban on a regular basis. And one of the boosters was quoted as saying, well, here in Louisiana, we expect national championships. Well, you've been playing football for 115 years, and you got three of them. So I'm not sure where the hell that expectation came from, but it seems a bad, unrealistic. Yeah, really bizarre. Um, I feel bad for Les Miles, which I don't often do, but it just seems like he's kind of being uh, the subject of a witch hunt. Uh, he, an ESPN reporter, tweeted out that Les Miles stuck his head out of a moving SUV to yell at him some, at some point earlier this week. So maybe it's not affecting Les. Yeah, I don't think anything affects Les. I don't no, think he, yeah, that's probably He true. may not even know. Yeah, uh, and they had some sort of special team meeting yesterday, I believe. Mm. So uh, kind of no news is good news, I guess, for Les. I haven't heard anything in yeah. the past 12-plus hours except uh, just rumors. So I think, I think that special meeting probably distracts the team. Hashtag hate a distraction. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work either. No, but no. but uh, I think A&M is playing well, and their fans will be there acting like idiots. And I at least like them to cover the five. Who you hate? I'm hating on the Aggie. Oh. I think I think they're gonna play for I think they're gonna play for Miles, and uh, I think they blow Aggie out. Interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hashtag well, less is more. I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah, stop with hashtags. You're horrible <laughs> at them. Um, speaking of things that aren't interesting. Is the next pick? Um, Louisville is is giving three and a half points to Kentucky. God, do we even care? We don't care. Uh, no. Kentucky is. It's it's interesting that at the start of the season, everyone thought that Louisville Auburn game would be kind of a telling game uh, matchup between two top teams, and it turned in, out to be pretty telling. Uh, but more telling is the fact that Louisville is three and a half point favorites. At this horrible Kentucky team, I guess I hate the Cats here. It's basketball yeah. season. Yeah, I, that's my only rationale too. Is it's basketball season? They don't care. So I'm not that Louisville. I was about to say that probably. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they've maybe Louisville brought in some whores for this game, and they're, they're particularly inspired. Who knows? Um, but yeah, whoever. I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna hate on Kentucky. Uh, no. Notre Dame, though. This could end up being something interesting. Uh, I thought when I looked at this line, I was a little surprised. Notre Dame goes to Stanford, and Notre Dame is getting two points. Whom do you hate? You know, I think it's really set up nicely for a Notre Dame loss right now. Um, they're sort of in that stage where it's like, well, we feel good, but you know, people are mad at us, so we're just gonna we're gonna kind of pout around and do whatever. And I think Stanford comes out and beats them. Yeah, I, it would not surprise me. I here's what what I believe is going to happen. I think it depends on the playoff rankings this week. If Notre Dame drops out, I think they go into Stanford and win. If they're still sitting at three or four, they lose. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You think? All right. Uh, finally, my, this is going to be my hate of the week, by the way, so uh, buckle up, if you will. The University of Georgia is traveling to Atlanta, Georgia, and Georgia is giving four and a half points to Georgia Tech. Whom do you hate? You know, 
this game is always kind of bizarre. Georgia seems to be finding themselves, but you never can be too sure. I don't know who their quarterback is. Not only him. It's uh, yeah, neither here nor there. It was the punter, but who who knows? <laughs> right. I have zero takes here. I'm going to hate the Bulldogs just because it's easy to do. Okay, fair. It, they are easy to hate, but yet in this situation, Georgia Tech is an injury train wreck. Uh, I believe Georgia goes in there, and 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 because it's look, it's at Georgia Tech. But it's at Georgia Tech. It's not like they're, you know, it's not like they're traveling to Florida State. Right. They're just, you know, thirty minutes down the road. So it's not a huge, it's not a huge travel for them. Uh, Georgia is significantly better across the board. Granted, they have Mark Richt and all the problems that come with him, but I think they win the game by seven. So I'm going to hate on the Rambler wreck for Georgia Tech. A hell of an engineer. I am glad you're more prepared than I am. Lastly, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so rare. <laughs> oh, savor this. <laughs> Now, lastly, uh, another game out there in the god-awful Big 12. Oklahoma is getting four points. I'm sorry, they're giving four points uh, at OK State against certified man Mike Gundy. Mm-hmm. Who are you hating? Or in a man, I'm going to hate. If they have Baker Mayfield, I'm absolutely hating the Cowboys. Yes. If they don't have Baker Mayfield, I'm still going to hate the Cowboys. <laughs> I think Oklahoma is playing as well as anybody in the country right now. Uh, so it would surprise me if Oklahoma does not win out and find themselves in the, in the playoff. Yeah, I fully agree. And to be quite honest, don't necessarily want to play Oklahoma. Oh, don't either. So I will be pulling for OK State, uh, but my money and brain is probably on the Sooners by four. Old Trevor Knight, former starter, uh, then newfound bench warmer, back to starter. Uh, yeah. will be will be probably under center, and yeah, I think he leads the Sooners to victory. Yeah, I agree, and I, I'm I'm with you on uh, not wanting to play Oklahoma. And quite frankly, everybody, if you are uh, aware of the Crimson, uh, the Tide version of the Crimson, not the Oklahoma version of the Crimson, you should be rooting for chaos at this point. Outside of us, uh, I don't I don't want to play Oklahoma. I don't know that I, I don't particularly want to play Sparty. I want to play Iowa all day long. So if we can figure out how to get that in that happening, I'm whatever it takes. If we're four, I, I don't care. Yeah. I want Iowa, uh, and I wouldn't mind Clemson, but uh, Iowa is is at the top of my hip parade of teams I'd like to play. So I, just I don't see that happening. I, I don't particularly either. But that's not that's neither here nor there. So my point is rooting for chaos. So shall we move on to the game of the week? Let's do it. And I'm going to call it right now my hate of the week. Damn, son. Thought you were going to hit me on that echo. That's all right. I'm, of the week. Of the week. <laughs> oh, of the well, week. all right. Thank you. Um, I'm. That said, I'm going to defer to you here, though. How, uh, how are you feeling? All right. Uh, before we can get to your hot takes, I'm going to go ahead and warm it up with, uh, uh, I believe that I'm barely hating on the barn. And here's why. This team is as motivated as they've been in a while, our Tide team is. Uh, they don't seem like the same entitled team that expected to win last year. Uh, they understand they need to work for it. That said, barn, the damn barn magic, they're going to be as, as, they were number six preseason for a reason. Granted, Jeremy Johnson can't play football, but, when we, we thought he was going to be a Heisman Trophy contender. But nevertheless, they weren't number six because of one player. Uh, they were number six because they have talent everywhere. They're just not performing as they should. 
So this team is better potentially than what they've shown all year. And if there's one game they're going to reveal their potential, it's this one. So I think it's closer than what people think it's going to be. Uh, so with that, but I do think the Tide scores uh, enough to cover. Uh, a blowout wouldn't shock me, but in this case I'm going conservative. My score is 27-13, Crimson Tide. What about like you, brother? Yeah, I think there's just kind of a brewing uh, – it's it's some sort of concoction of disappointment and disgust and let down and every other word that you can think of that describes those feelings. Uh, I think Auburn comes out sort of pepped up, but like in the back of their minds, kind of knowing what's about to happen. And I think right. the Tide is really at a good level of confidence where they're just confident in their team, confident in their own abilities, and what they need to do relative to the process of being a winner. I'm doing my hands just like Coach Saban. You'd be you so are, proud. Right. I, I could see it through the, uh, through, through, the, the, through the sound. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. I did, did it right then. Um, uh-huh. I think, yeah, like we touched on earlier, I don't see them having any success against our front seven. I certainly don't see them having any success through the air. They will 100% run a trick play. They may run a trick play every five minutes. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. I hope Scott, uh, Scott Cochran gets to yelling if they do. <laughs> um, I, I just think, I think Derrick Henry has a huge game. I think Coker shows kind of his AJ McCarron game manager style. I think Lane Kiffin and Kirby smart probably solidify their next jobs. I think the tide fires on all cylinders and I'm calling it, 41 to 10, your Alabama Crimson Tide. Damn, son. Yeah, boy. It's going to look good on that big TV, too. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, there you go, and there you have it. We will be back again next week. Uh, As always, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at H2 Heroes. Listen to us on iTunes, our SoundCloud. Big shameless plug, as always, to Wild Bill's Wing Sauce. We're doing absolutely nothing except they make delicious local sauce. Uh, We appreciate the support, as always, from the Mothership, Roll Bama Roll, where you can find our podcast up tomorrow. Uh, My name is Greg Dawkins. I'm joined by Ellis Mutz. Ellis Mutz. Ellis Mutz. Thank you for joining us. Take us home, brother. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.